Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan, and I'm excited to be back today with you good folks. Um, it's been about a week since our last podcast, and I've just been giving the podcast some time to breathe. Um, we did a lot of back-to-back cool episodes on mental health and recovery. Um, the Sober is Dope podcast is really dedicated to highlighting the benefits of sobriety, and we're also dedicated with, with making that connection between our mental health and our recovery. I think there's too many cases where people separate it. You don't really hear that much about it. I mean, it's like mental health issues is in this part of the planet and recovery and addiction is in this part. And we know they go, they're one and the same. Um, We know that most people dealing with some form of addiction is dealing with some form of mental health disorder. And that's called comorbidity. So we just did a, we have a lot of episodes on mental health um, somewhere between the last six months, just based on a lot of the members of the Sober is Dope community they just really needed and, um, you know, suggested that we put an emphasis on mental health and recovery. And then I agree because I remember in my case, I was dealing with a lot of mental health issues um, and in, in combination with my addiction. And it was very important that I seek treatment for both and address both with equal importance. So that's why when you're listening to the Sober's Dope podcast, you're going to hear a big emphasis on mental health and the importance of mental health recovery, in addition to our recovery from our addictions. Um, But today's episode is about sleep. And we know that sleep is extremely important to our overall health and our mental health. I remember in my personal um, um, story how important sleep was for me you know when I really was struggling with my addiction I was just like really just burning it at both ends of the candle I was just like running so much that you know when I slept I would crash and um eventually towards the end I would be doing more sleeping um than because I was just so just unhealthy and it was just a bad deal and I think there's a gigantic link between um, depression and um, insomnia and sleep disorders. So I want to say this. I'm gonna keep this episode really short. If you if you have unhealthy sleeping patterns, my suggestion would be really talk to your doctor um, and really try to figure out how to get yourself back on a healthy sleeping pattern. And we use something called the circadian rhythms as an indicator of a healthy sleep pattern. So our circadian rhythms are um, how our body's internal clock is attuned to the, 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 the rise and fall of the sun. So when we wake up in the morning and the sun is out, that's our indicator that we need to be waking up. We don't need to be going to sleep when the sun is coming out, right? We, um, our ancestors really got really became really active at the first crack of sunlight because we had a limited window in which we could hunt and you know really 
um, acquire resources before the lights went out. And we knew that there was a lot of predators at night. You know, that proverbial saber-toothed tiger could really do a job on us in the middle of the night. So that's why we would do all of our work and our hunting and our gathering during the day. So that's when the sun comes up and the sun goes down. That's when we should be most active and then be winding down to go to sleep. That's your internal circadian rhythm. That's why when in the evening, when the sun starts to go down, your body starts to produce levels of melatonin melatonin is a hormone that helps you regulate your sleep patterns it makes you sleepy right so it's intended so you know you get that first yawn around eight nine o'clock it means that your body is really winding down and the ideal sleep cycle should be somewhere between 10 o'clock at night and you go to sleep around 10 and you wake up around i would say six or seven right that that's a good window but for most of us that's night owls i'm a personal night owl i think i was born in the night i love you know being up late um but i have a job like many other people so i have to you know make sure i go to bed a certain um at a certain hour i'm being trouble the next day you know as many days i called out because i was breaking day and i'm like i can't go to work today right um and that's not healthy. So I definitely have to take my own advice and get back into a sleep cycle that's healthy, um, especially during quarantine. A lot of us totally have upside down sleep cycles. You know, we tend to go to bed at six o'clock in the morning, five o'clock, three o'clock. We next we Netflix and chilling. We're doing everything under the sun. Um, but there's a link between depression and mental health disorders and unhealthy sleep patterns. So. Today, I just want to bring some resources to you. Uh, one, I want to talk about the benefits of binaural beats in helping your brain relax um, and the benefits of having some form of sleep therapy through um, what they call white noise and healing sounds. Um, that could be a way to help you. I'm also going to play a clip on some hacks that could help you get to sleep. And lastly, I have a clip from our favorite um, psychiatrist Dr. Tracy Marks who's going to talk about our circadian rhythms and type of sleep disorders just to give you some background information um, but it's very important ladies and gentlemen that we um, really put a high level of importance on how um, essential sleep is for our overall health and our longevity I have two books and I want you guys to go grab your pen and paper. The first book that I want you to get is a book called Why We Sleep. Excellent read from Matthew Walker, Ph.D. And the second book that I'm going to recommend is Sleep Smarter from Sean Stevenson. Um, Sean Stevenson has been pivotal to my recovery. He um, has an amazing podcast called The Model Health Show. So shout out to Sean Stevenson. He's on Instagram and Facebook as Sean Model. And Sean is just such he's so smooth and he's just so relaxed and he breaks down health information so well. And he's one of my mentors and he has the a beautiful book that gives you all the benefits and hacks for how to um really develop a healthy sleep habit and sleep plan. So check out sleep smarter from sean stevenson and off the top of my head i'm gonna give you guys some tips the number one thing that disrupts healthy sleep patterns is blue light 
from your TV and from your cell phones. Blue light um, acts, it, it kind of works on the receptors in your brain that tells you it's time to wake up. So while your body at night is producing melatonin and trying to tell you to go to sleep, the blue light is also confusing that hormonal trigger and saying, hey, maybe we should stay up a little bit longer. It's confused, right? So blue light is really toxic um, because, well, I would say it's toxic in the way as far as your sleep cycles. So what, I, what does this mean? Let's put ourselves on a phone and TV curfew if we're struggling with healthy sleep patterns, right? So you might say, you know what? I have to cut my cell phone off. The rule of thumb is usually 30 minutes to an hour um, before you plan on going to sleep, you should cut off your devices and your television because blue light tends to keep you up in 30 to one hour intervals longer than you normally intended to stay up. So for example, if I want to go to sleep at 10 o'clock and I turn my phone off at 10 o'clock, I'm most likely not going to get tired again till around 11 o'clock. So it throws you off an hour. So you always want to be one hour ahead of the blue light from your phone and television, right? The other thing that helps is having maybe blue blocker glasses. Um, you get them on Amazon really cheap for under $10, right? They're usually these orange glasses that look like lab glasses or kind of like they have like a construction worker look to it. They have more fancy ones, but you could get a really good pair for about 10 to 15 bucks on Amazon. And what it does is it blocks out the blue light. So when it's time to go to sleep, you don't have no disruption between your melatonin hormones and stuff like that. And you can find yourself um, falling asleep on a normal schedule. The other thing is you could use some chamomile tea, which is helps to relax you um, and get you into a relaxed sleep state. Um, lastly, it's not recommended to exercise um or take hot showers before sleep because you know your your body your core body temperature usually has to be a certain um temperature so you can fall asleep faster so when you heat your body up it tends to disrupt your natural sleep cycle so you want to be in a cool environment you want to have like a really dark environment maybe you might need some blackout curtains and stuff like that you're gonna probably need your blue block of glasses and you know you're gonna really want to work on that so another thing is getting into a ritual maybe taking your shower and stuff two hours before you're ready to go to bed then cutting your phones off an hour and then maybe reading a book prior to going to sleep with some real ambient light in my room i have like some ambient christmas lights they're like like you know um um and um red and or have a red light i have some amber lights and everything is real um calming right i don't really have any high iridescent blue lights around because that tends to keep me up so you know even though i have lights on the lights is not going to disrupt disrupt my melanin production my melatonin production i'm sorry not my melanin production that's cool too though all right ladies and gentlemen so with no further ado i'm gonna go into a message from one of our sponsors and then i'm gonna go into a cool clip on the importance of our circadian rhythms and then we're going to go into some more stuff on binaural beats and some hacks for sleep so this is kind of like a mini sleep master class you're listening to the sober is dope podcast i'm your host pop buchanan and i am up way past my bedtime i'll catch you guys on the other side
Circadian rhythm disorders can account for many sleep problems. And there's many people who have an irregular body clock and just aren't aware of it. Circadian rhythm sleep disorders occur when there's a mismatch between the sleep-wake cycle required by your environment and your own internal sleep-wake cycle. There's five types of circadian rhythm sleep disorders, and they are delayed phase sleep disorder, advanced phase sleep disorder, non-24-hour sleep-wake disorder, shift work, and jet lag. First, delayed phase sleep disorder. So that occurs when you can't seem to get sleepy until very late in the evening, typically between 1 and, and 6 a.m. And this is despite your best efforts to settle down and get to bed hours earlier. And because you feel um, you, you fall asleep late, you're naturally driven to sleep until late morning or early afternoon. And sleeping late becomes a problem when you have an inflexible morning schedule. Let's say you have to get up at six o'clock in the morning to go to work or take the kids to school. You can't afford to be awake at 2 a.m. But for those who have a flexible schedule, they can just simply sleep later and end up still getting a good seven to nine hours of sleep. There's an adolescent version of this that's usually hormonally driven, and it's seen in about 10% of teenagers. And it's tough when they're trying to get up to go to school and dealing with all of that, but the good news is they often grow out of it by their early 20s. People with advanced phase sleep disorder have the opposite problem. They have trouble um, getting or keeping their eyes open early in the evening, and they just wanna go to sleep, but usually between about 6 and 8 p.m. And this tends to be less, disrupt, less disruptive of a problem for a person who has a nine to five job. But here's where it can cause problems. Suppose you get home from work and you fall asleep on the couch at 7 p.m. and you wake up at 11 on the couch. You then can't go back to sleep until 2 a.m. And then you sleep until about five. Well, cumulatively, cumulatively you've gotten about seven hours of sleep, but you still don't feel rested because your sleep is choppy and your natural progression and flow of your sleep cycle was interrupted. Another way advanced phase sleep disorder can present problems for you personally is you live in a household that's noisy in the evenings, you're sleepy, you're dragging, you're, you really like to go to sleep at seven o'clock, but your spouse wants to talk to you about his or her day and your kids got things you need to help them do. And it's really not even possible for you to go to sleep, but you're just, you're just, you're just dragging. Um, and that can make it very unpleasant for you to interact with loved ones when you're in this state of just being pulled into wanting to go to sleep. Then we have the non 24 hour sleep wake disorder. For this person, their body clock is longer than 24 hours. Let's just say 25 hours. So what happens with them is they naturally go to sleep later and later every single night. Eventually they have a complete day-night reversal. This sleep disorder is more commonly seen in people who are blind, but it does occur in sighted people as well. Thank you Dr. Tracy Marks for such an informative segment 
Dr. Tracy Marks is invaluable to the Soap is Dope podcast. She's one of my favorite psychiatrists, and she just really hits it on the nail every time. Dr. Tracy Marks, we love you so much, and um, can't wait to meet you. The next segment is from harvard.edu, and it's about depression and sleep disorders. And I'll put the full article in the show notes. Depression. Studies using different methods and populations estimate that 65% to 90% of adult patients with major depression and about 90% of children with this disorder experience some kind of sleep problem. Most patients with depression have insomnia, but about 1 in 5 suffer from obstructive sleep apnea. Insomnia and other sleep problems also increase the risk of developing depression. A longitudinal study of about 1,000 adults ages 21 and 30 enrolled in Michigan Health Maintenance Organization found that, compared with normal sleepers, those who reported a history of insomnia during an interview in 1989 were four times as likely to develop major depression by the time of the second interview three years later. And two longitudinal studies in young people, one involving 300 pairs of young twins and another including 1,014 teenagers, found that sleep problems developed before major depression did. Insomnia and other sleep problems affect outcomes for patients with depression. Studies report that depressed patients who continue to experience insomnia are less likely to respond to treatment than those without sleep problems. Even patients whose mood improves with antidepressant therapy are more at risk for relapse of depression later on. Depressed patients who experience insomnia or other sleep disturbances are more likely to think about suicide and die by suicide than depressed patients who are able to sleep normally. This next segment, Dr. Tracy Marks is going to give us two tweaks to help improve our sleep. Hi, I'm Dr. Tracy Marks, here to help you get beyond the burnout. I want to give you two tips today to help you get a better night's sleep. Now, before you press the stop button, because let's face it, sleep can seem like a boring topic, after the Michael Jackson tragedy, no one should think of sleep as a boring issue. In fact, oftentimes people think of sleep as something that's for people who have a lot of time on their hands or don't have other important things to do. But sleep is like the air we breathe. And even if you get by on just a few hours a night, you could get by so much better and be so much more efficient on the amount of sleep that your body really needs. So here's two things that you could try and tweak this week to help you sleep better. Temperature and light really affect our ability to sleep. Studies show that temperatures between 68 degrees and 74 degrees are the ideal um, temperature to, for, to, for us to sleep well. Now that might be pretty hard in the summertime, trying to keep that air conditioning down that low and having a super high um, electric bill. One thing you can do to substitute for that is to keep a, a fan going to give you the, um, the feeling of having cool air circulate over your skin. Then there's light. 
light is a powerful signal to our brain that tells us when we should be awake and when we should be asleep. Summertime also, uh, we can inadvertently or uh, stay up late because the sun doesn't set until so late in the evenings. Try keeping your house uh, lights low so that at nine o'clock at night, it's not looking like it's five o'clock in the afternoon. That's gonna make it harder for people, and especially children, to settle down and get ready to go to bed. So about an hour before you plan to go to bed, be aware of how much lighting there is in the house and keep the lights low. If you like to watch television, just have the television going and don't have the other lights going so that people can start to get slowed down and settled down into a mode of, hmm, sleep is gonna be coming soon. Give it a try, see if it helps you. Take care. Thank you, Dr. Tracy Marks, for the two tweaks on improved sleep. Um, and I love Dr. Tracy Marks. is always very helpful. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we learned a lot in this episode. And I will say this. If you're struggling with health, if you're struggling with diabetes, if you're struggling with mental health, if you're struggling with hypertension, if you're struggling with depression, anything that's not in harmony to your total well-being I will say definitely look at sleep all right and these are the things I want you to look out for before I go make sure you're going to bed at the same time every day and waking up around the same time every day that's the rule preferably between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. you want to make sure you're sleeping within that window because that's where you get your most hormonal benefits of your sleep that's when all of the real cool psychoactive and healing really takes place right that's that magical window so make sure you're trying to get to bed by 10 somewhere between 10 and 11 p.m. and you're sleeping all the way through 2 a.m. and you're waking up somewhere between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. all right that's your perfect window for sleep also Invest in some blue blocker glasses, some chamomile tea. Um, definitely listen to some soothing music, some natural nature sounds, some binaural beats or something that can help you relax. Definitely go to sleep with your favorite book. You know, maybe a book and reading a book to help you relax. Also, listen to the Deep Sleep Sounds podcast. They have a lot of good sleep sounds and tools to help you relax and get into a better sleep state. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sleep is so important. The last segment of this episode is the benefits of binaural beats from the team Vats2 from YouTube. These guys are really good. They have a lot of cool binaural beats and they're going to break down the benefits of some binaural beats and why that may help you you know, with your consciousness, relaxation, getting into a meditative state. I hope you enjoyed this episode. God bless you all. We pray for everyone out there that's dealing with a mental health disorder. We pray for everyone that's still struggling with addiction. Getting a good night's sleep can go a long way with healing us, healing our mind, body, and spirit. You're listening to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. I'm about to go to sleep. Love you all. I'll catch you on the other side. Do you think a sound or frequency can improve your productivity, your concentration, focus? 
If you think so, then you're right to some extent. A sound wave can really improve your focus, retention, concentration power, and not only that, it can also heal some of your health issues naturally. It can activate your conscious and subconscious mind. So, today we are going to explain you some facts about binaural beat which can change your life in a positive way. It can heal your headaches, stress, anxiety, depression and many more. So what are binaural beats? Bi means two and oral means ear. So a binaural beat is an auditory illusion perceived by our brain when two different sound frequencies are played into each ear at the same time. It was discovered by Heinrich Willem Dove in 1839 and published his findings in the scientific journal Repertorium de Physique. When two different frequencies in each ear are played at the same time, our brain perceives the difference between these two frequencies, which creates illusion to the brain. Now let's discuss about the types of binaural beats. Well, there are five brain waves state. 1. Gamma waves. Gamma waves are mostly involved in higher processing tasks as well as cognitive functioning. They are important for learning, memory and information processing. Frequency range used in gamma waves is 40 Hz to 100 Hz. 2. Beta waves. Beta waves are known as high frequency low amplitude brain waves that are commonly observed while we are awake. The frequency range used is 12 Hz to 40 Hz. Alpha wave. Alpha wave is the frequency range between beta and theta which helps us calm down when necessary and promotes feelings of deep relaxation. Frequency range used in alpha waves is 8 Hz to 12 Hz. 4. Theta waves. Now, talking about theta waves, this frequency range is involved in daydreaming and sleep. The benefits of theta waves is helping improve our intuition, creativity and makes us feel more natural. 4 Hz to 8 Hz frequency is used for this wave. 5. Delta waves. Delta waves are the slowest recorded brain waves in human beings. They are found most often in infants as well as young children. With growing age, we tend to produce less delta even during deep sleep. They are associated with the deepest levels of relaxation and restorative healing sleep. 0 Hz to 4 Hz frequency is used to produce delta waves. So what are binaural beats good for? Lots of research has proved that binaural beats are good for many things. Meditation, brain hemisphere synchronization, nerve regeneration, better sleep, body healing, spiritual consciousness, pain relief, lower stress and the list goes on and on. When and where to listen to binaural beats? You can listen binaural beats anywhere and in any place you prefer. Just make sure you won't be distracted. How to listen to binaural beats? Find a quiet and comfortable place. Close your eyes so that you won't be distracted. The closing eyes is optional. Just relax your mind and listen the binaural beats. Listen it lying on bed or you can sleep while listening some binaural beats too. Use earphones or headphones.
I shouldn't call 